Hello and welcome back to the Intel Optimizing the Future podcast. I'm your host, Mike Philpott. I'm the Partner Sales Development Manager for the UK. I work with AI business, businesses that are doing things with AI and look to help them work more closely with Intel and see how we can get their solutions a little bit more optimized and running more efficiently. And I'm delighted to be joined for uh, today's session with Sergio from iSize. So Sergio, great to meet you. Great to see you again. How are you? Hi, Mike. Hi, everyone. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, I'm great. Uh, my name is Sergio Gertsche, and I'm the CEO of uh, iSize Technology. Thanks, Mike, uh, for, for having me uh, here today. No, great great to have you back. Obviously, you and I chat fairly regularly, so uh, it should just be like a, a normal, everyday conversation, but for, for a few more people to listen to. So, obviously, I know about iSize. So I've been, we've been kind of working quite closely for probably the best part of a year now. But to let 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 the, the viewers and the listeners know about iSize. What who are iSize and how did it kind of come about? What were the challenges that you were looking to address in the market that kind of birthed iSize? If that makes sense. Yeah, sure. So iSize is a is a deep tech company that specializes in in, in deep learning for efficient, intelligent, and sustainable video delivery. Really. Our patented technology is powered by the latest AI innovations uh, to enable our customers to reach more users, to uh, provide better user experience, and really to reduce the financial and sustainability cost and burden that is associated with this increasing uh, video streaming uh, demand. So our products um, provide innovation spanning encoding, denoising, generative content, uh, video content creation, and all with the aim really to reduce the latency, to enhance video quality, to integrate really easy with any existing codec by using the deep neural networks that improve itself over time without breaking any standards, right? That's the, the most important part. And as I said, this unique approach, the way we, 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 we go about solving this big problem that I will, I will talk about in a second, is really to reduce substantially the, the bandwidth requirements, the energy requirements, and, the, and you know, cost saving for anybody streaming video, whether it's over internet, over mobile, or, or over satellite. So, for example, you know, our award-winning uh, product, patented uh, technology called BitSave, it's, a, it's an AI-based perceptual pre-processing solution that allows conventional third-party encoders to produce higher quality at a lower bitrate. So that's the unique, unique angle. You really, you know, the challenges that we were trying to address, several, several that I can say. One is that the live video and video streaming in general is reaching the new heights day after day, right? So uh, whether it's uh, streaming reels, whether it's streaming VOD and so on, there is about the statistic. I think the latest statistics that I heard is that, you know, around every, uh, 100 minutes a day on average, people spend watching some sort of the, the video, video communication. So as you can imagine, this is a huge a constraint on the on these companies and on their networks and their network providers to support such a huge amount of video being streamed over the over the internet. So that's one one thing, and it doesn't stop. Like advertisers are paying higher bucks for a higher uh, higher quality and higher um, high resolution content. There is a lot of pressure on hardware companies to to um, to solve this 
by uh, by uh, developing the you know AI support, developing the new uh, new hardware that can that can actually solve this problem in the in the immediately and and in the years to come. Why this is the case is because typically, as we know, the new codec adoption is is a very slow process. You know, and one of the most significant challenges that for implementing the new codec is really the additional complexity that they introduce, which really translates into encoding cost. To give an example, you know, HEVC came came about in 2013, so we're now 2022, and I think only about you know 20, 30 percent. Uh, has a 20 or 30 percent adoption rate from what I've, I've, I've read recently, a, a very good um, state of codex from, from streaming media uh, blog. And, and basically, you know, uh, Google announced very recently, in the last few days, they've added the uh, HEVC, HEVC support for Chrome nine years after the actual codec came about. So t- telling you how you know that 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 process of adoption is very is very long and and it is for, uh, like that because you know the additional complexity that it adds at the beginning the royalties typically you know some part is open source some part isn't so uh, royalties until all of this is cleared up it takes a couple of years then the hardware support and hardware and uh, en- enhancements that are needed for these codecs and add another 2 3 years so it's really minimum minimum five years. However, now with the AV1, with a couple of new codecs from the from the Ampeg family, I think the and and the the, the initiatives from Intel and, and other uh, hardware companies, I think we're going to see this adoption being faster. Not to forget, they're definitely a, a quite a, quite a strong strong support and strong push from the software companies, not only from my side but others. To support this initiative and and help in the process of moving from one codec to another, but also optimizing the new codecs in the future. And that to close the the the, the you know why we have done this is also you know there is a sustainability element uh, that you know we're all focusing. Whereas software companies or you guys uh, as a hardware company, I'm sure you know the aim is to build the smallest possible chip with the po- most possible. Um, compute power and the least possible uh, electricity spent, so that you know the environmental impact on on the world uh, and uh, uh, with electricity, with uh, with all of these uh, all of these videos being processed is, is is minimized. So I think building more data centers to accommodate this growth in video isn't a sustainable solution to the problem we have, and you know it's very environmentally friendly. I'll I'll, I'll stop there, I guess. Uh, no, fantastic. That's, that's a it's a brilliant overview, and I mean, for for anybody that's not kind of not come across iSize or kind of how um, you kind of work in this space, it's a it's a really strong overview, and it's it's interesting you mentioned about the um, the sustainability piece because obviously you you, th- you you may not necessarily think of a software company being too interested in sustainability because obviously you think software it's there's no real physical element to that, but it's interesting that you mentioned that is something that is a focus alongside everything else. That's um, obviously with kind of the, the carbon footprint and sustainability being such a hot topic at the moment uh, across the world, especially with Intel at the moment. It's one of those that's, um, it's great that you're you're kind of about that, which is which is fantastic. In terms of obviously we've been, you've been working with Intel for quite a while, but explain how how do you work with Intel? Like what, what's, what's baked into the iSize solution at the moment? Because again, 
this is what one of the conversations we're looking to have but within this podcast is yes intel are a chip brand we're a component brand we we manufacture cpus but we also work with software companies like yourself so what's what's the kind of intel play within within the isize overview Sure. So we have, as you know, we have a quite a good relationship with Intel across different countries, across different teams. So, so far, I think it's going on for the last two to maybe even uh, close to three years. What we have done is we have done extensive work uh, on the technical side, both from iSize and Intel side, to optimize our technology and our algorithms for uh, all of the all of the scalable uh, uh, Intel Intel CPUs, and we continue to work with the Intel team to optimize for all the up and coming uh, CPUs that are going to be sold and used in today's centers of these companies that are streaming video. So that's I think that's important because the joint effort in in a, in, in Intel understanding. What it is, you know, whether it's uh, VNNI instructions, whether it's uh, uh, DL Boost or any of these other AI AI acceleration uh, tools, uh, how they communicate with the uh, with the deep learning uh, algorithms. I think that's the that's the key for forward to to optimize the hardware and also to optimize our software solution for your hardware. So over the course of the last two years, in addition to doing this optimization work, showing benchmarks and, and uh, going in front of the, some of your strategic and our strategic customers together. Um, what we have done, and we really strengthen our relationship with Intel. We have published joint technical white papers with Intel. We presented our solutions together with Intel at leading conferences. And as I said, met some of the strategic customers to both Intel and iSize to present, to present our technology and its uh, great performance on 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 Intel uh, uh, hardware. One thing I should I should definitely mention is that you know our proprietary uh, deep learning based models can run on all Intel hardware uh, and are fully optimized. As I said, for Intel Xeon scalable scalable processor processors using uh, the Intel distribution of OpenVINO toolkit, uh, advanced features, and AI accelerators like AVX. 512 and VNNI and Intel uh, Deep Learning Boost. So basically, the OpenVINO toolkit is probably the the one that we we worked the most and and uh, uh, and optimized with the most. But basically, it enables our BitSafe solution to optimize and deploy with these across an expanded range of of deep learning models, including the natural language processing, double precision, and computer vision. So the inference engine tunes the solution for higher performance compiling, uh, the optimized network, and managing really the inference on an end customer-specified devices. And then, in addition to that, it auto-optimizes through device discovery, load balancing, and really the, the inference, inference parallelism across CPU, GPU, and, and more. Um, again, we really enjoy uh, and, and continue to enjoy our relationship with Intel. We get uh, impressed with uh, every new series of, of, the, of the hardware and, and uh, hopefully, you know, the benchmark numbers of our technology is, uh, is, is also the improvements uh, generation after generation uh, is, is uh, improved uh, several uh, multiples in terms of the in terms of performance. So uh, I can only say that you know we 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 really love working with Intel and 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 continue to do so. 
Fantastic. And likewise, it's, uh, it's, it's great working with you guys purely for the fact that you're so kind of forward thinking and so receptive to everything that Intel put out there. Obviously, you mentioned that you, you've kind of got strong links from an Intel hardware perspective when we're talking about the Xeon scalable processors, but then also on the software side of things with the OpenVINO toolkit, which, um, the other partners on the series that I've been speaking to have all said has been a massive benefit to the business in terms of the optimization that it allows for um across the entire intel architecture which is great and it's it's good to see and i mean we've got i've seen the the white papers that we've put out um and they kind of speak for themselves in terms of the performance when you combine iSize solution with the intel physical architecture plus that kind of that special source in the the ai optimization tools of openvino and it just brings together this fantastic package of of kind of um video optimization um just kind of mentioning on the the Intel architecture side of things and, and looking at the data center side of things, obviously it's, it, it, and we're talking about the, the Xeon scalable processors. It's a t- t- tends to go towards kind of more enterprise side of businesses. What sort of partners are you, what sort of businesses are you working with? Obviously the world of streaming now, like you said a moment ago, is so extensive and it's so huge. And you mentioned that 100, uh, 100 hours figure or, or whatever, or 100 minutes figure or whatever it was. I know for a fact that I'm, I well exceed that figure and I, I, I'm bumping those numbers up just through uh, watching kind of all the, all a variety of streaming platforms. But from what sort of businesses are you looking to, do you work with and you're looking to work with? Who could, who could benefit from, from what iSize are doing and what iSize have in the market? Um, that's a very good question. I mean, we, we initially focused naturally where we thought is the the largest portion of 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 streaming if you look at the biggest streaming platforms between google meta um probably twitch on the gaming side uh netflix and and so on probably take over over 50 percent of the of the whole internet video itself takes 82 percent so we initially focus uh focused on media and entertainment from video on demand live sports, live broadcasting, social media, quite the big, big streaming uh, uh, contributor. And then also cloud gaming, live game streaming. So all of this was, you know, a natural, uh, you know, go-to customer where we knew that, you know, they're struggling with optimizations. They can't really change to a new codec without risking a lot. Uh, You know, they have billions of users with the legacy devices and, you know, not all the devices will work with AV1s and and the VVCs and new new codecs. So, you know, having iSize solution that doesn't change anything, doesn't bring standards, but actually shows this saving of 20, 30 percent or, you know, depending on the on the use case is quite a quite powerful uh, uh, benefit. Well, then after media and entertainment, we expanded our use cases to really to virtual reality uh, interaction, sorry, virtual interaction, future work, virtual reality, uh, AR as well, metaverse. And lately, and uh, interestingly, in IoT, drones kind of space, as well as security and, and defense. And really... This is kind of going back to what I said, whether you're streaming internet through the local uh, bandwidth, whether you're streaming internet through the mobile, or you don't even have that, but and you have to connect to the satellite, you know, you're streaming video and, you know, we, I think the latest number I know, like on, on the side, we know, we all know how much is the bandwidth we pay at home. We know how much is the CDN cost. We know, uh, you know, gigabytes of the on the mobile networks. But like lately, I learned that you know, one megabyte, not gigabyte, but a megabyte, 
cost uh, uh, over a satellite is $1. So imagine if you have to stream gigabytes of data uh, over satellite because you don't have access in the remote areas or in the you know war zones or in, in some other uh, production uh, kind of environments. Uh, this kind of solutions can both software and hardware can can save a lot of money and can speed up the process of the transferring the, the data. Fantastic. It's interesting how you mentioned about that shift from uh, obviously from my perspective, you think video streaming, you think of like your metas, your YouTubes, your, your Twitches, etc. But it's interesting how the the solution that you guys have got is so transferable across kind of multiple verticals now. And I can with, with the with the explosion in the IoT world at the moment in terms of how many opportunities are out there from whether it be uh, whether it be in the healthcare side of things whether it be in um smart cities whether it be in security and defense as you say it, it's, it's really interesting that there's, there's those opportunities and that kind of transferability across it kind of it almost allows iSize to become much more of a horizontal partner as opposed to working in within specific verticals where initially you may have been pigeonholed into right okay you're in the media and entertainment sector whereas now and please do correct me if i'm wrong it almost is a it, the, the, the way the dynamic of the market is changing so much that it almost allows ISIS to become much more of a horizontal partner to work cross vertical. Well, you, you're right, and as you know, we're part of the AO Media Consortium, and you know there we try to contribute with the, the latest work we 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 do, uh, you know, and uh, and there together with all other. Uh, you know, leading tech companies and leading streaming companies that are working on AV1, but also have have different different obstacles and and bottlenecks and so on. We learn we learn a lot uh, from those, and you know, those I think we, you know, together with our partners like Intel, we can we can we can talk to, we can showcase our technology. But like, you know, we're forgetting about like, uh, you know, in Africa, there's a lot of church streaming there is a lot of education in asia that is uh, you know very high quality and you know some areas don't have that uh, that strong bandwidth and you know solutions like this can uh, allow for significant increase in 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 uh, you know in streaming in the rural rural areas um, so you know it's really anything you know we see netflix only as a video on demand but there is a gazillions of other uh, companies with the smaller uh, uh, smaller uh, libraries and smaller data footprint, but like they also have, you know, uh, a signif significantly smaller pockets and significantly smaller power to negotiate the good rates with the uh, with the data centers or with the uh, with the um, uh, CDN companies. So you know the twenty percent cost saving or increase or twenty percent lower bit rates to allow somebody with a poor internet connection to actually connect and listen to to their classes uh it's uh, it's very powerful uh, and very interesting for us and kind of it gives us a kind of this good feel sustainable uh part in addition to just you know being commercially deployed yeah definitely and i think that kind of goes goes back to not necessarily the same sustainability piece that you mentioned earlier but almost towards like the corporate social responsibility perspective because it's and this is new to me so i'm really interested in this that obviously my mind initially goes straight towards the commercial side of things like we mentioned a moment ago about this uh, about the kind of general media side of things it's really really interesting and that you can work with kind of these these more rural areas and these these use cases that you wouldn't really expect 
to be able to play. And like you say about the um, the, the education streaming and people taking classes at home and the, the the church streaming as well. That's that's really really interesting. It's something that I wouldn't have considered. So yeah. And this is really, you know, just one thing to add. I mean, this is really where, you know, I think the, the power of, of Intel and, you know, iSize and Intel and other companies like iSize uh, can, can play because, you know, it's probably easier for us to reach, you know, Googles and Metas and through the AO Media, through the, through, through the market and, 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 you know, get to know them and get to showcase our technology and hopefully get them to use it. But, you know, it's very difficult to, to know about the smaller customers, like, as I said, like uh, companies uh, in education, streaming and, and some other. And, you know, with Intel, with the powerful network, I think that's, that's the you know, win-win for both iSize and, and, and Intel. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that kind of brings us nicely onto like, obviously, we, we, we work together very closely from a technical perspective, but then also on a commercial perspective, it's from, from, from what, what kind of what I see, it's about how do Intel work? We're already working with you from a technical perspective. You're optimized on OpenVINO. You're working across all, all kind of um, Intel CPU architecture, but then it takes it that little, so then we're trying to take that little step further at the moment of a case of, great, okay, step one done, they're optimized. How do we actually work with iSize to move forward? And I think that's the sort of thing where, where, where we're at, at the moment is looking at opportunities and that kind of joint go-to-market strategy. And that's some, that's something that we can offer across the board. And I mean, you guys you guys have seen that. As you mentioned, Sergio, we've gone to um, presented to, to partners jointly. We've put out um, what co-branded white papers and things. So the opportunity for the commercial side of things is, is, is there. I mean, well, I, I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you know, we're already deploying our technology at scale in, in media entertainment uh, space, you know, to a platforms with billions of users. So that's that's OK. Some, you know, actually using using Intel hardware uh, as well. So we have a different business models. But, you know, like typically we were we're facing directly a customer as an as a IP licensing business model. Um, through the hardware, as you said, like we have done extensive work and we, you know, tick the box on the on the technical uh, on the technical front. We continue to optimize um, through our partnership. But you know, what, how do we how do we actually commercially make sense? So I think you know, as long as we continue to innovate and we continue to innovate in line with what market needs are and what you know. Intel's position in the market is, you know, it's a knowledge as a knowledge library of what's needed. So, you know, you're developing your hardware in line with what's needed, and we develop our software in line with what believe what we believe and what we hear is needed. Therefore, you know, staying close and you know optimizing our deep learning models for the latest tools for the latest CPUs of Intel, it's quite uh, it's quite important and powerful for the for the next couple of years and you know implementation uh, of, of of those new codecs or or uh, or new 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 hardwares that you know these customers are buying so i think i think that's the that's the 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 main thing obviously a long term we want to be on the silicon but that's that's a kind of uh, the end goal i suppose yeah definitely um and in terms of the market at the moment what does what is it Obviously, the, the world has had its challenges in the last couple of years. We've had a global pandemic. We're kind of going through economic struggles at the moment. It's specifically here in the UK, but I, I kind of felt worldwide as well. What does the market look like at the moment from from a video optimization perspective? Is it is it strong out there at the moment? Obviously, 
your solution allows businesses to bring their overall their kind of total cost of ownership down because the reducing the need for for additional bandwidth and additional resource. But what does the market look like at the moment from your perspective? Is it is it, is it strong? Are, are people in a buying position? Yeah. Look, I mean, when it comes to when it comes to solutions, uh, typically there have been a lot of efforts to build new standards. And as we know, even uh, new standards coming from MPEG family or from, you know, efforts, joint efforts of a big conglomerate, streaming conglomerates, uh, the adoption, going back to that, the adoption is very slow and, you know, it takes time and uh, you have to pay compute in the first couple of uh, years and you know you have to wait for all device manufacturers to adopt it. So typically, that's the that's the that's the main problem. And you know, going back to you know what we said, you know, in light of post-pandemic evolution and innovation of technology advancements and so on, we're really entering the world with more digital world filled with different devices, you know, endless amount of devices. So, you know, whether consumers are scrolling through, you know, social media reels or with a conferencing with friends or gaming, uh, playing games, it's a huge, huge, huge consumption impact that we, we discussed. So I think the main obstacles, you know, it has not, we, we have seen that people that have tried or companies that have tried to come up with a new standard, whether using AI or not using AI, whether, you know, typically there is a, you know, they're breaking standards, right? Like there are efforts where, you know, you need something on the receiver device in order for the technology to work. Typically, that's that's very, very difficult to ask billions of users to install some drivers and so on, like let alone that there is no drivers for the for the the, the, the newest codecs, but, you know, the new AI codec coming from a new company. So that 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 is the challenge. So I think as a software company, uh, with the proposal of attaching our technology to the existing standard, not breaking standards, not, not needing to change anything and providing these savings and optimizations in the video quality uh, is important. And especially what is important is important that we do that through our partnerships because this is how we how we get to to deploy you know as you know commercially it's important we are here a commercial company but it's important that our technology gets used that's the most uh, the most uh, most important part for us um how we see the main issues in the you know couple of years from now i think you know bandwidth limitations uh, is one of the obstacle many geographic areas as we said is experiencing limited uh, connectivity coverage or Decent connectivity coverage, but not enough for the 4K or for uh, uh, high high bitrate and high you know low low um, um, low latency kind of live content. So bandwidth limitations probably one. Sustainability we discussed continues and increasingly is important for most of the companies, both on the software and hardware, as video consumption growth is producing extensive carbon emissions, which is really conflicting with the growing legislations and, and consumer demands towards the, the sustainable future. I think more and more people are understanding whenever they press the button to watch the latest series or play the games that actually there is some data center that is working out there and that, you know, it both software companies and I'm sure uh, Intel and other hardware companies are working towards making the latest technology that, you know, spends at, at least possible 
um, <clears throat> electricity and requires a less and less data center space for most power uh, uh, possible. Latency constraints also is, uh, is an important uh, part because, as, as you know, achieving low latency has historically created high cost for companies, forcing them really to choose between budgeting for, you know, high bit rates traditional data center building or diminishing the end customer viewing experience with lower resolutions. And to close this, I think, you know, device incompatibility is also you know, important because most of the legacy system and solutions require really the lengthy and costly adoption of these new 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 standards, which is something that we don't need because we don't break any standards. So I think it's powerful powerful part of iSize technology on Intel uh, hardware is that it can be deployed today and all these benefits that we mentioned earlier can be achieved today. And if the customer decides to move to the new codec, and the new codec provides the savings, iSize uh, can provide savings on the top of that. So iSize is future-proof and really codec agnostic technology. Brilliant. And I mean, that's what, that's one of the kind of the key selling points for, from my perspective is that you can you can work on the latest and greatest, but also that legacy side of things without kind of any real, uh, any real challenge or issue. And that's, uh, it, it makes the, the iSize proposition from my perspective a lot more viable because you're not asking companies to rip and replace what they've got. You can, all, you can tack onto the existing, whether that is, as you say, as we say, the latest and greatest, latest generation um, Xeon processors, or whether that is something a little bit more legacy that they just haven't either needed to replace or, or had the, the, the kind of funds to replace. So it's it's great that you can work across across all of that, which is which is brilliant. And you you kind of address what the market looks like at the moment and the sort of challenges moving forward. So well one one thing I one thing I kind of like to ask as we sort of starting to wrap this up, obviously you're in a great position to explain this because you've worked with Intel for a number of years from a technical perspective and a commercial perspective. If, if there's a, a business out there, an AI-based business that's that's kind of got this solution, they're thinking, I want to take this to the next level. What, what would your advice be about uh, working with Intel or approaching Intel to say, is there anything that Intel could do to help us? Yeah, I mean, as you know, we really enjoy working with the Intel team and look forward to further strengthening this relationship. I would say that, you know, Intel is quite advanced, both in the software and the hardware. So whatever the companies are doing, they will have to, you know, beat state of the art to impress, you know, anyone, but Intel in particular. So, you know, for the past three years, we had the chance to meet and work uh, with Intel teams across, across different geographies. They're experts in their field, no, 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 no questions. They're very supportive uh, and engaging. So we, we really like working with the Intel team and uh, and look forward to to strengthening uh, this relationship further. Fantastic, and likewise, we we love working with you guys, and uh, and long may it continue. So, how do people get in touch with you, Sergio? How do people find find iSight? You can find a lot of information, including the latest benchmark numbers and white papers, together with Intel as well, uh, on uh, our website www.isize.co. And for any further uh, questions, uh, or you know, if you if uh, any of the customers want to test our solution or or have uh, further questions, they can they can write to us at info at 
uh, SEO. But there, as I said, in our news uh, part of the website, there are a lot of um, uh, papers that we published on different uh, technical leading technical conferences. So I would start with the, with our website and then perhaps getting in touch with us or through Intel uh, as well. Fantastic. Sergio, absolutely fantastic uh, discussion. Like, even even after the amount of times I've spoken to you, there were still a couple of things that I learned about the ISO solution there. So hopefully for everyone that's listened and, and watched, it's been, a, a been insightful and learned a little bit more about ISOs. And as, as Sergio says, check out, their, uh, check out their website, look at the benchmarking, look at all the news and statistics. And then if that's something that is of interest, obviously, reach out to Sergio, reach out to myself, uh, mike.philpot8intel.com, and we can look to facilitate a conversation. So, Sergio, thank you so much for your time today, and uh, yeah, look forward to speaking to you again soon.